Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Hello and welcome back, all you hookers and slicers out there, to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast presented by Four Jamp. I am one of your hosts, Stay and Play Clay, and with me, as always, is Nick the Stick. Nick, how you feeling? Hey, good enough. Doing, good enough. Doing, doing all right here. How about yourself? Oh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. Doing good. what I can. Yeah. You know. That's a good thing. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it, uh, it was a fun week. It was major week, so it uh, gave a little extra something to watch on TV and just get extra excited for. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was a pretty exciting weekend. Yeah, PGA Championship, two majors down. We're halfway through the major season. But and we it's are not in even June. Season. We are in the season. But we're what, in the what season. did you say? We're we're getting we're getting slapped in the face. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're one after the other right now. We had the Masters not too long ago, just finished the PGA Championship in a couple of weeks, the U.S. Open, then a couple of weeks after that is the Open over across the pond. I mean, we are just getting, as you said, just slapped in the face with majors. I never thought I'd like getting slapped in the face so much. No, with the good slaps, though. Good slaps. Yeah, the, ha- the happy slaps. Happy slaps. Major slaps. Yes. No, it's fun. It, uh, yeah, it was a good one. I mean, there's there's some good storylines. I I'm not gonna lie. I really wish Phil was gonna had been there to defend his title. Yeah, um, there was there was a little something missing with that. Um, just off off the off the top of your head, before we even you know kind of start talking about this uh, this PGA Championship that just occurred. Uh, just gut feeling here. Uh, did you like this one, or did would, did you prefer this one to last year's when Phil won it, or you think last year's was better? If you had to compare the two, oh, man, I mean, this one went to a playoff. Um, it and, did go to a playoff, uh, which is exciting, and I know I'm. I, I guess I'm a little bit more of a fan of you know just innately of um will zalatoris and even um and justin um you know mito kind of came out of nowhere which was like a super another storyline like where the hell did this guy come from um but i mean phil phil was a great story like i mean that's hard i mean and and i think we're all victims of the recency bias of things that happened yesterday are more impactful than what they happened a year ago. Yeah. So, I mean, cause it was pretty epic when, you know, Phil being the oldest major winner, um, you know, everything he did and the playoff or the, um, the back nine out at, uh, Kiowa and like, you know, how he got surrounded him and Brooks got surrounded by people. I mean, that was, that was exciting too. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, like you said, with, with the crowd and everything at Kiowa, and I, I feel like last year's will definitely be remembered more than this year's. 
um, in terms of like, oh yeah, that's the one. You know, a fifty-year-old won the PGA Championship. That's when yeah. Phil like sure. had like kind of memorable moments. Yeah. Um, but I would say I think I enjoyed this one more. Okay. Even though I think last year was definitely more memorable, memorable. than than this year's. And I say that because unlike last year, there was actually like there was there was drama down the stretch. There was there was competition down the stretch. Last year with Phil, nobody made a move. Nobody really challenged him. Brooks Kepka, who was, you know, in Correct. you know, playing with Phil, didn't challenge him. He had an awful Sunday. Phil didn't even play all that great either. And and he still just kind of like won it walking in, right? That that's kind of what allowed like that entire crowd to gather because they like it was basically a foregone conclusion that he was going to win it on eighteen. Yeah. Um, there just wasn't like any drama or anything. Um, this year there was definitely drama. <laughs> there was stuff that was happening. Yeah, yeah, pretty spot on. I mean, I, I agreed. There was, you you just felt it was gonna get, it was gonna come down the last few holes. I mean, because it just you you never heard of this Mito guy, and I mean, I personally was pulling for Will all weekend just because I mean he's he's a young up and coming star. He's I like his game. I feel for his putting. I just. I mean, he's always had a good attitude. I mean, he was happy Gilmore's caddy. How can you not, yeah. how, how can you not like this kid? Uh, it's a valid question. The, the only thing I will say is you didn't pick him with one of your picks. So I mean, well, because I wanted to pick the winner. That was your second pick. The winner was your second pick. You had a chance before that to pick Will. You could have had you could have had both playoff guys. You could have had both Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris. Not guaranteed. I mean, if I pick, if I pick Justin in the first round, you still could have picked Will. If I, I would have picked. You may have picked Justin, but you, I, I don't think I would have picked Justin. You would have gone Ricky. No, no, I would have picked. I, I might have picked Scotty, who you picked first. Yeah, so I just don't see. So you could have easily gotten both guys. I could have, but could have finished one. I really wanted to, you know. Let you, you know, have a good pick, and then I was just going to pick the winner. You I know, I did have a good pick. Will, Will really helped me out. I think we had great picks for us to we have did. a four. Uh, we pick a foursome, and we both have the guys in the playoff. I think is incredible. Yeah, that's great. And this is the second major in a row. You're two for two this year in majors, picking the winner. Yeah. You had Scotty in the in the Masters, and you got uh, Justin Thomas in the the PGA Championship, and and Justin Thomas. He w- he wasn't in contention. He was nowhere close to being in contention until he was. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, like ah, uh, he might have a good round, but he's he's not gonna catch up to to Mito or or Will. And then he just kind of does. And then from seven shots back yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, like the yeah, come on, like that's not gonna happen. He's not gonna come all the way back. Nah, yeah, I put a good round together. Yeah, maybe just come up a little bit short especially when he missed that birdie putt on 18 he gave himself a chance to get the six yeah. under in time Mito. yeah but, uh 
and but he but he didn't he didn't he missed the birdie putt and I was like oh well that's that's his chance right there and Mito's probably just gonna you know and uh, yeah for sure just gonna par or or bogey and eighteen's a tough asshole though it is but his swing was even tougher. <laughs> <laughs> Mito's no, swing. He was obviously feeling the moment. I um, I, I don't even know if it was the moment. In the, in, the, in the wrong way. <laughs> I don't even know if it was the moment. It was just like one of those like, what the heck happened type of swings. In my opinion, it was just, he just, he hasn't been in that position. No, you're true. It just, he's been playing well for, you know, mostly well for all, like at least, 70 or 54 if not you know 61 uh, holes um or 63 holes like yeah it just it just yeah no it, to me he was just totally nervous like he just the, the moment got the better of him you know but everybody goes through that you have to you have to put yourself in position enough times and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot more than you win yeah and Justin's been there and that's why you know it seemed like I was telling my dad like you know he was playing to win and that's the that's also the advantage of playing from behind is Mm -hmm. you know is you're playing aggressively you know you're you're attacking pins and when you're when you have the lead you're playing not to lose and then also when you're just kind of not you're you know you're not the favorite um you know you're trying to you're you're protecting the lead but when when Justin can go out there and yeah, I mean, just what happened to Mito. I mean, it's not the—he's not the first, and he's not going to be the last of somebody in a major, especially a major, let alone a tour event, to like you know have a bad last hole or oh, plenty of guys bad, have <laughs> bad last hole, a bad back nine. Like yeah. that's that's why golf is so hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it reminds reminds me of the uh, Kentucky Derby, that upset. You know, yeah, you know, just a horse coming from behind. With, nothing to lose and just just takes it yeah you but, can swing confidently because you're not expected to win yeah I mean hit bombs attack pins and I mean it's just incredible like I mean but Justin he's been there he's just he's used to the limelight and he can he just he swung aggressively yeah and and yeah I mean Justin he has you know plenty of tour wins but you know, before this weekend, he had only had one major, and he's the type of player you look at is like he should have more than one major. You think like this is a prime time player? How does he he's not have more? He's still pretty than... young, but yes, I mean, there's there's because there's twenty guys that you could say, oh, how does he only have one, or how does he have zero, or how does he have two? And it's like because it's really hard. Yeah, and and same with same with Dustin Johnson. He has two majors. Oh, he's so good. You should have at least three or four. Right. Like, how many guys can you say that? Like, it's 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 crazy when you think about it. Because obviously, yeah. you know, you have guys like Scotty Scheffler and you have Kyle Morikawa and some guys who have won a major, but but like they're not quite as established as like the top guys on tour, like you know, just name wise, as guys like Dustin Johnson or Justin Thomas or or even like. Yeah, to an extent, Jordan Spieth, even though he had his struggles, he still has won quite a few majors in his career. Um, Rory McIlroy, too. Just like, you know, you, when you think of those top names, it's like, 
Like, how do they not have more majors than, than they do? Especially Dustin Johnson. It's really hard. Honestly, with, with, when I saw DJ only had two, I was like, are you kidding me? That was a surprise. Because it's really hard. It, it, it apparently is. Although uh, Tiger, Tiger makes it look different. <laughs> yeah. But Tiger, uh, speaking of Tiger, two for two, making cuts this year. Incredible. Even, even though he had to uh, withdraw on Sunday due to soreness, um, which yeah, it, it looked a little rough out there. Um, but yeah, he looked like he was in pain. But but still, two for two, making the cut. I like that's that's an accomplishment <laughs> to me. You know, oh for sure. Like half you know half the guys playing in this tournament who have zero injuries or like major injuries I guess I mean everyone's probably a little sore yeah I don't think there's anyone in the I doubt anyone's in the field that I don't even I don't know it's very very few if any in the field have died almost died last year yeah and had their leg amputated right I mean I mean John Daly has cancer it's in remission but and he's he's riding a golf cart out there yeah better than that he was a what a an exemption yeah Um, but than that like yeah i mean tiger still qualified um on his own merit um i mean and john daly's a walking you know dumpster fire as far as his health goes I mean, he, he's done a lot of that to himself. I'm just saying, like, I can't think of any, but I, I wouldn't doubt. I mean, hypothetically, I mean, everybody can die every day, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know anybody else that literally almost had an accident and, you know, 12 months later on the, that's, that was out there playing. But either way, and the whole point of being a professional in any sport is that you can take care of your body and be healthy and, um, you know, perform at a high level over you know a long period of time yeah tiger tiger's incredible yeah considering as you said you know <laughs> the the crash last year and almost dying and, and 12, yeah. 12 months later was it 14 15 months now later he's he know, made the cut he's made he the cut in, in in two two straight majors um in the two majors that he's do you think he'll try to make the cut in three majors? You know, honestly. Or four? I don't know if he plays the U.S. Open. Where is the U.S. Open this year? Do you know off the top of I your head? Knew, I knew you were going to ask that. I He'll be at, barring some other crazy or some setback. Uh, the Brookline, uh, the, the country club. The Brookline. country club. The Ohio State Country Club, Mass, Massachusetts. Um, yeah, like I don't. Part of me thinks that he might not play the U.S. Open just because of how the U.S. Open is typically, you know, historically set up. You know, being like kind of a super tough test on on the body and everything with with the long rough and. Still an easier walk than the Masters. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But 
you know, it's still it's a couple weeks away. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't have a whole lot of time to to prepare for that and and quite frankly like I feel like if 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 he Tiger Woods especially this year and if he's really you know, in between on whether he can play both of the final two majors of the year or if he has to pick one I think if he has to pick one it's going to be the 150th at St. Andrews for the Open and that is not a hard course to walk that's a pretty flat piece of land for sure Um, I think like that would be I mean obviously you have the wind and the weather and everything that could happen but in terms of the the land itself I, I feel like that would be a little bit easier on his body and and I don't think and and especially being the 150th open and he's you know won a couple opens over his career and the meaning of St Andrews the home of golf and everything like that if he feels like the US Open playing that strenuous of a of a golfing test only a couple weeks before the open is going to do more harm than good to his body and jeopardize his ability to possibly play the Open, I don't think he plays in the U.S. Open, if that's the case. Yeah. I think he's going to do everything in his power to play the U.S. Open. Yeah. But if it comes down to it, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, withdraws, if his body just isn't feeling good enough. I could buy into the story that you're weaving there. Um, you you picking up what I'm putting down here? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, he'll try to play, and if he, but if he had to, at the end of the day, pick one, and then he'd rather give himself the extra rest period, and just, you know, be ready for the 150th. I could I could totally see that. I mean, yeah, he has he has three, you know, U.S. Uh, British Opens. Um, you know he's won at St Andrews before, so he obviously likes the course. Um, so he's, I think he's won there a couple times. Yeah, and it's, yeah, like he's won there a couple times. It's kind of like Augusta to him, essentially. Like he knows how to play that course pretty darn well. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, a fairly easy test on his body in terms of walking. You know, it's not like Augusta National, <laughs> but um, and and then the fact that it's just a historical kind of, it's an historical year. It's the hundred fiftieth, like it's there's just kind of a little bit extra meaning this year to it. Correct. Yeah, and yeah. who knows, like if he'll be, you know, playing long enough, you know, years down the road. Hopefully, he's still playing in a you know a couple years. But like, if the body just wears down to a point where like he can't play anymore, this could be his last chance to play an open at St Andrews because yeah. the whole rotation and everything. So you never know what the future holds. You it's, never know. It's never crazy. Know. So I like I don't think he he wants to miss this. No. The U.S. Open at the Country Club. Eh. Eh. I mean, it's the U.S. Open, but it's not. It's not like Pebble Beach. It's not like Oakmont. It's not. Doesn't have, doesn't have quite the. It's not. It doesn't quite have that historical. Yeah, that punch to it. That like, oh, this is this is like 
this is a U.S. Open. Like, this is this is this is historic, historical. This gotta play it. You know, it's kind of just nothing against the country club. No, of course but, not. But there's there's just some courses that are like when you think of it in a U.S. Open, you think of you think of them at like those courses. You don't think of them at the Country Club or Aaron Hills or um, kind of these one-off yeah sites instead of the yeah. the normal rota yeah um, yeah I hear you switching switching from Tiger though uh, he has a choice I guess in terms of the U.S. Open and the Open. If we go uh, go back to talking about Phil a little bit, he's kind of in a little bit of a predicament with with the final two majors. Um, essentially, you know, he's kind of dug himself into a hole with the whole live golf thing. And the first live golf invitational event is supposed to happen like the week before the U.S. Open. Now, the PGA Tour came out and said they're not giving exemptions to their players to go play in that um which maybe to some was a little surprised but i think to a lot of people it wasn't um it's pretty much what they've said the whole time yeah the only question or or kind of like oh they might grant it um the idea of that considering the the first event is going to be played over in london england and it's not going to be here in the united states where the pga tour is you know centered um but you know so there's not really going to be a worry in terms of right before the u.s open whether or not you know you know they're gonna have to make it the pga tour is gonna have to make a decision on you know if they're gonna stick to their guns and like not allow people to play in the u.s open or or the pga tour wouldn't make that decision obviously because the the u.s open is run by the usga but since the usga is kind of you know, kind of works in tandem with the PGA Tour. Like, it's it's a big kind of question decision that would that would fall into the hands of the USGA, which is no longer really going to be happening. However, uh, it will be falling on the RNA's lap um, because the first uh, Live Golf Invitational event that's happening in the U.S. is happening early July, a couple weeks before the British Open. Um, so now the RNA is going to have to possibly make a decision in terms of PGA Tour players. But when it comes to Phil Mickelson, um, you know, with all this, with all, you know, that he's kind of been going through and everything yeah. and hasn't, you know, hasn't played in quite a while on the PGA Tour, um, or really, really anywhere for that matter. Yeah. You know, if he plays, you know, in the Live Golf, I mean... Yeah, that'll be his moment to uh, draw his line in the sand. Like... Yeah, I, I don't. Mean, I don't see. I don't see how he could do it or should do it. But um, especially be, if he wants to play the U.S. Open. Yeah, that might be possible. I mean, like you said, it, it's it's more likely for the RNA for the British 
but um, I mean, and he's getting up there. I mean, he's already on the senior tour. Um, you know, I think the USGA could still let him maybe, um, but because those are both not technical PGA Tour events, um, they're. But um, either way, I mean, he's he's definitely drawing his, you know, showing people where he stands at that point. I think he's an idiot if he does it, but <laughs> what the, what the hell do I know? Yeah, we got we got some interesting uh, interesting things are going to come up pretty I don't soon. Know. Have they said that the U, like the U.S. Open won't let him if he? I don't think they've said anything publicly or correct. I mean, Everybody's obviously, just, everybody's just waiting. I think a lot of a lot of players are probably going to pay attention to that first tournament just do to you, see. Do you think? Who do you think is going to play in the live event? I mean, it's going to be. I think a lot of guys from, you know, overseas probably. I mean, you know who I mean from the PGA Tour. From the PGA Tour, uh, I don't well, care about a guy on the European Tour or the Asian Tour. Does, does Sergio count as a PGA Tour player? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's going to play in it. Yep. Um, he's, so he's done on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> That's crazy. Because yeah. he's still he's he's my age. I mean, I mean he he might have. A, I mean, there's a we have a few two weeks here, one or two weeks here before that, you know, that event. So we could still when, see. But when do they release the field? I don't know. I don't know. I, we've never we've never had this tour this play. Is Maybe they'll announce it the the day before. Like, oh, here's the tea times, and then we'll find out that way. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at all these guys. Well, um, Kevin Na? Kevin no, Naga. All the, all, just all these rumored people. Naga, Naga, not going to play here anymore. Dude, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know that I would give, if I was a, on the tour, depending on my status, I don't know. How you, I don't know how you walk away from the tour. Well, right, exactly. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people, I think, miss miss the fact that, like, so it's, it's commonly thought that the players are basically independent contractors and that they should be, play, be able to play wherever they want, essentially. Um, but that's not really true. Um, it, I mean, they are independent in the sense that they can pick their schedule like they don't have to play every single pga tour event and everything they can pick and choose you know play master or play the the majors or whatever but um they're still like part of the tour in the sense that like they they're in um like they get pension they get like retirement benefits like they they have like these programs set up for being like on the tour um it's not like they're just you know mercenaries guns for hire um (laughs) kind of like it would be with essentially the live golf thing you know this is like the pga tour is more like a you know like an nfl or mlb or nba nhl where the players are the franchises pga tour is the league you're not owned by a team. Like to me, you're an independent contractor. But the way I've always thought of it is, like, the PGA Tour is a company. Pick any company, 
and they're building a new building or like they're a company and I can pick any subcontractors I want. Like I could pick any electrician, any plumber I want. However, if this, if this electrician or any of these contractors or, um, uh, tradesmen want, if they want to go and build a building for my competitor, let them, I don't have like, they're independent, but I don't have to hire them to play on, uh, to build my building ever again so the pj tour has the building and they can they 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 allow they give a license or they allow people to play on their tour like i don't you don't have to let any any tradesman or electrician build your building and that's i don't know that's kind of just the way i think of it yeah uh and yeah i mean like you have to earn your way onto the pj tour um and we saw you have to earn your way and you have to be just allowed i mean they're a company and they can they can reserve the right to refuse service to anyone like they don't have to allow anyone right right so Um, to to come and work on their building or play play on their tour like the pj tour like but yeah they've been the only show in town for a long time i'm not saying that that's right that they that they don't they shouldn't look at themselves long and hard and make you know good decisions you know for their players but the players can also unionize and i mean if all the players got together and literally went to a different tour or something or set out a few events that could hurt the that could hurt the pga tour and so they're allowed to unionize um yeah it, i mean yeah it's just I mean, they could. It's just, yeah, golf's just such a different game than, than the other, uh, you know, team-based leagues that we deal with. You would still um, have a players' association, things like that. But yes, like, I mean, I mean that's every, essentially their union. And everybody's worried about their own bottom line, as always. Yeah, I mean, the players' association is the union. You know, the the PGA Tour doesn't want to see, you know, their their living company. They don't want to see another company come and you know take anything away from them. You know, competition is you know you don't. I don't know business business uh, competition. However, you want to get philosophical, but like you know, business is very cutthroat, and you don't. Sometimes you don't like necessarily like competition. It's, yeah, and I mean the I mean. PJ Tour has, you know, they have. But there's always Coke and Pepsi, you know, <laughs> Nike and Adidas. All these companies can do whatever they want, you know, and they're, but they're ultimately trying to make the most money that they each can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, PJ Tour does, they kind of have a competitor in the, the DP World Tour, formerly the European Tour. Um, but it's just different uh, geographically. I don't know if many people agree with that. I don't think it's a competitor. I think it's just It's a I mean it's a competitor in the sense that like, you know, there's certain events that players will go over and, and play in. Um the money is not quite as good over there as it is here. Yeah, I mean But it's still a competitor. I, I the PJ Tour is the better of the two in terms of like money and stuff, but in terms of like like you know Yeah, I mean does Nike think Skechers is a competitor? Sure, Skechers get Sketches has you know they take up part of the market right part of so the market like, you're right it's still competitive I'm not saying like it's 
like a competitor that they super, you know super worry about or is on the same level or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But in a sense, it's still it's still a competitor. Like there's another like okay. there's another golf league that you know PGA Tour players, guys like Rory, guys like Danny Willett, guys like you know Sergio Garcia, guys you know Lee Westwood, freaking you know. Yeah. Paul Casey, you know, guys and those, and those players can go back and yeah, forth. Because, I mean, because the PGA Tour, I think, has, they have, a, they have a better reputation with the DP World Tour. The history. History and the, and also just geographically speaking, like, they kind of have their own, you know, their own geographies, their own. Well, and, and, and part of me thinks is that, like, you know, I mean, if they really want to have a good Ryder Cup, and not that the PGA Tour is the right. Ryder Cup, right? But like, they need to allow. I mean, Europe was the you know the home of golf, right? Yeah, like, like there's a certain respect there, and and there's a certain, um, like, PGA Tour understands that you know having players in Europe have a a, a top tour, you know, not. Maybe not necessarily the top tour, but a top tour where a lot of, you know, good, really, really good players play only makes, you know, the PGA Tour better or the game of golf better. And, you know, in the long run, it's it's not really a viable strategy to, you know, try and like eliminate them. It doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Um, But when you have a brand new competitor come in and and start playing tournaments with you know maybe some of your former players on your own soil your own you know yeah territory then uh that kind of that kind of irks you a little bit that's that's where the pga tour is right now with that yeah for sure we'll see it'll be really interesting in two weeks so i can't wait to see what happens like which which players decide to jump ship and for for a big payday yeah and and Um, so like with especially phil right especially phil i think with phil though like he's you know he's 50 plus years old you think greg norman plays in this event god i hope so (laughs) i kind of hope so I really think he will. I don't see how he doesn't. Like, when's the last time he played golf? Who the heck knows? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that could really backfire on him if he does, and he doesn't like put a good showing. He shoots eighty. Yeah, if he if he shoots a pretty bad score, shoots a boatload, and then it's like, oh, oh this tour isn't. Like, why is he playing on this tour? Like, what does this say about the competitive level or the... Correct. Yeah, for sure. But it's just like, I mean, he's he still is a a name. I mean, people pay attention and tune in for that first event just to... Oh, shit. When's the last time Greg played? Yeah, like... But, no, it'll be crazy. It'll be really interesting. Um, And then, yeah. Uh, the, then obviously the PGA has already said where they stand. So, um, but yeah, all that just keeps making me think about some of the playoff at the uh, the PGA Championship. And no, um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we pivoted off that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I didn't. 
was there uh it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens with with the the live tour i mean it, there's so much speculation i mean and you and i don't have any insider information so no no but uh but we're all gonna find out soon enough yeah i mean just basically two weeks from now two maybe three the week before, essentially the week before the U.S. Open. I'm just saying, yeah, they got to release that T-sheet at some point. Right, but uh, but we're gonna we're gonna finally see one of these events play, and we're gonna see the fallout from it. We're gonna see what happens. Yeah, right before right before the U.S. Open, it's gonna be leading right into the U.S. Open. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. <laughs> That's, we're we're gonna be in for uh, uh, some some treats, I assume. I think some fireworks. Yeah, I can't even imagine the players are like, "Tell me who's in the field now, or I'm not playing." And like all the backdoor conversations that are happening right now, like yeah. I don't want to be one of twenty players in the field. Yeah, and throw my career away for one five million dollar paycheck. Yeah, for sure. So well, we'll. We'll definitely be talking about that when we uh, when we come back to preview the U.S. Open. That'll that'll definitely be part of our yeah. our next podcast for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, I, I'm look I, I'm looking forward to that. That should be yeah. that should be a, a fun one. Oh yeah. So. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't really have anything more. Um, other than other than the uh, that drive on the par four by JT in the playoff was was baller, that basically yeah. won him the event. But yeah. yeah, that was that was the only thing I don't think we talked about. But other than yeah, that, I, the playoff, like I said, he just he played like the superstar, the you yeah. know the upper echelon player that he is. You know yeah. he he needed the shots. He and he pulled them out and. Uh, but I, I mean, Will's young. I mean, I think Will. Oh, yeah. Will is a superstar in the making. I mean, he's he's been performing too well at majors. To, yeah. He's he's this is what his his second runner-up finish in a major in his very young career. <laughs> he, yeah. he came on tour last year, essentially. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's right. got a bright future. Right. For sure. Yeah, last year he was uh, PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And so he's he's only twenty-five. He'll yeah. be It'll be 26 in August, um, so he's he's exciting. I enjoy watching him, but yeah, I thought it was it was a fun event, um, especially when it comes down to the playoff. Yeah, first one in a while too, first yeah. major playoff in a while, especially a PGA Championship. Yeah, so so that was fun. Good week, good week. For sure. Oh, oh, yeah. And, yeah, I'll say it again. I'm pretty impressed that we both – we we each picked one of the players in the playoffs. That's, yeah. like – that's really – out of all the players we could pick. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm glad that you – if anyone can come in second to me, I'm glad it's you. <laughs> um, I'll say that. And I'm – you know, I'm just – I'm actually going for the Grand Slam this year. Oh, boy. Um, so – yeah, we're not gonna see. We're gonna, we're not seeing a Scotty slam. We're not seeing a Scheffler slam this year. Basically, there there is nobody else's slam except the bobble slam. Yeah, the bobble slam, the Nick slam, just might happen. That's the only one that's still on the table. That would be very impressive if that 
if that happens. You're halfway there. Bon Jovi would be proud. (laughs) Yeah. So, on that note, peace, love, and birdies. Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. (laughs) 